0: We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. we got Stetson Bennett, Caleb Williams, Max Duggan, and CJ Stroud. Those are your Heisman finalists. They'll announce the winner on Saturday here in New York City at 8 Eastern. So the four quarterbacks who play for four of the top 10 teams this season, including three that are gonna play in the playoff, will be in the Big Apple for the ceremony on Saturday. You look at USC's Williams, the odds-on favorite to take home the award, even after the Trojans were eliminated from the college football playoff after losing to Utah. The sophomore who transferred from Oklahoma to USC to play for Lincoln Riley surpassed 4,000 passing yards this year in 37 touchdowns. Tied for most in the country. Duggan, who led TCU to an undefeated regular season, threw for 3,321 yards, 30 TDs this season, only four picks. The senior... Out of Iowa, lead the Frogs against Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl in the college semi with the winner of that game headed to the national championship game at SoFi in La 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 Lipstick City. The Peach Bowl semifinal feature the other two Heisman finalists going against each other in Bennett and Stroud as Georgia meets Ohio State. Bennett. Went back to Georgia for his senior year after leading the Bulldogs to a national championship last year. He threw for 3,425 yards and 20 TDs this year. Stroud was a finalist for the Heisman last year. He finished fourth in the voting, but this year he threw for three hundred or make it 3,340 yards, 37 touchdowns, tied for the most in the nation alongside Williams. So... Quarterbacks have gotten it done in the last few years, winning 18 times since 2000, and taking home five of the last six Heisman's. In 2020, DeMonta Smith was the first wide receiver to win the Heisman since Desmond Howard back in '91. Last season, Bryce Young became the first high quarterback to win the award. Despite throwing for over 3,000 yards and 27 TDs this season, he was not nominated. And there you have it. Bottom line is this. Like, I thought Caleb Williams lost to Heisman when, you know, Utah beat USC's ass in that Pac-12 championship game. So what? That doesn't count? Like, his terrible game against Utah doesn't count? I mean, you got to be kidding me. I thought Williams played terrible in that game. They lost. Their season went down the drain. They lost the Pac-12 title. They lost a chance to play in the college football playoff. And now you're going to award him the Heisman Trophy? That makes no sense to me at all. How about the kid Duggan? I mean, TCU went undefeated in the regular season. They lost in overtime to Kansas State in the Big 12 title game. And I got to tell you, It never made any sense to me why Sonny Dykes would hand the ball off to the running back on third and fourth down at the goal line there and get stopped both times with that crappy play calling, to be honest with you, because Duggan had literally carried the ball for the Frogs the entire fourth quarter. He had all kinds of gigantic runs. He had touchdown runs. And then you take the ball out of his hands on third and fourth down. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. I thought his performance in that game against Kansas State was so unbelievable. It was like he was playing on his last breaths. The guy was shot. He had taken a million shots in the game. He had been hit so hard. He looked like he could barely stand up after some of them. His teammates had to basically walk him off the field, and yet he still kept going back for more. And I think they would have won the game if they would have let him run on third and fourth down. Let him win the game for you. How do you take the ball out of his hands made no sense to me. Meanwhile, I think Sonny Dykes is a great coach. I think he's been the coach of the year, if you ask me, in college football. But why would you not let that kid win that game for you against Kansas State? That was surreal to me, watching them just let someone else try to win it for you. I I just don't get it, because I got to tell you, that performance was so great, I felt like he won the Heisman that day, in my view. I can't give it to Stroud. Bennett threw for more yards. I mean, honestly, I'll give Stroud this. 37 touchdowns was very impressive. But that's what Williams did for USC, and he threw for 4,000 yards. I got to tell you, though, if you don't close the deal and you get blown out in a big game, in a title game, and you play as badly as he did in that game, how do you give him the award? For what? All the great games that he played all season long except the two losses to Utah? I swear to God. I would give it to Duggan. I thought the kid was an absolute badass all year long for TCU. They get no respect. They beat five ranked teams. Then they finally lose to K-State in the title game. And so what? He's going to be punished for that. Well, then punish the other guys, too. How about they give it to no one? So I wanted to look at the rest of the week in terms of top 25 college rack games, and it starts tonight. In Bloomington, Indiana, at Assembly Hall as the Hoosiers ranked 14th in the land for Mike Woodson, 7-1 overall, 0-1 in the Big Ten after their loss at the rack to Rutgers. Take on a tough 6-3 Nebraska team tonight. And then you've got Hofstra at Purdue, at Mackey in West Lafayette. The Sportbackers are ranked Fourth in the land, eight and zero, four and zero at home. And obviously, Painter doing a great job again uh, with his Purdue squad. Hofstra tough, six and three, two and two on the streets. You've also got Eastern Kentucky, a 500 team, taking on Tennessee in Knoxville at Thompson Bowling Arena. The Vols are seven and one and four and zero at home. And then at nine Eastern, you've got number five UConn. Danny Hurley's Huskies nine and zero going on the road down to Gainesville to take on the 6 and 3 Gators who are 4 and 1 at the O'Connell Center on their home court Thursday night you got a pair of games among the elite Rutgers is at number 25 Ohio State the Buckeyes are 6 and 2. They have not played a Big 10 game yet. Rutgers has. I told you they beat Indiana. They're 6 and 2 as well. This one's in Columbus at 7 Eastern tomorrow night and then at 8 Eastern, number 20 Iowa State. They are tough. 7 and 1. They have not played on the road yet, though. Now they get a nice taste of it. Going to Iowa City to Carver Hawkeye Arena to take on the 6-1 Iowa Hawkeyes. That should be a great game in Iowa City. Friday night, there's only one ranked game, and it's a dandy. Washington, 7-2, 0-1 away. Going to number 18, Gonzaga. They're 6-3, 3-0 at home in Spokane at the McCarthy Center. Look, they survived Kent State's upset bid the other night. We'll see what they do against the Huskies. Saturday, there's all kinds of action. Yale's at number 16, Kentucky at Rupp Arena in Lexington at 1 o'clock. Later that day, you got Maryland Eastern Shore taking on Duke at Cameron Indoor. How about this one? Arizona and Indiana playing at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas clash as the Hoosiers and Wildcats hook up. That is delicious. And then Penn State at Illinois in Champaign-Urbana. Both of these teams are really tough. LIU going to UConn in stores. Arkansas Pine Bluff is... At Texas at the Moody Center in Austin. That one's at 1 o'clock Saturday. Also at 1, Oklahoma and Arkansas playing in Tulsa. Purdue's at Nebraska in Lincoln at 2.15. Alabama and Houston. A number eight against a number one at the Fertitta Center in Houston at 3 o'clock on ABC. That's going to be awesome. Also at 3, Denver at UCLA at Pauley Pavilion in la-la-la-la-la-la-lipstick city. San Diego State at 3 o'clock taking on St. Mary's. This one's at the Jerry Colangelo Classic at the Footprint Center in the desert in Phoenix, Arizona. By the time I get to Richly Profiled Arizona. At five Eastern, Auburn and Memphis in the Holiday Hoops Giving in Atlanta at State Farm, where the Hawks play. That should be a great game. Five fifteen Eastern, Kansas and Missouri at Missouri Arena in Columbia, as the number six Jayhawks take on their rivals at the Tigers' house. Creighton and BYU at 10 Eastern in Vegas. This one's being played in Sin City. Also, a good one in uh, Dallas. TCU and SMU hooking up at the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth. That one at 10 Eastern should be a great game. Then to wrap up the week and weekend, on Sunday you got Maryland And Tennessee at the Basketball Hall of Fame Invitational. This one's going to be played at the Barclays Center in No Sleep Till, Brooklyn. Also, at 6 Eastern, by the way, that Maryland-Tennessee game's at 4.30 on Sunday. At 6, McNeese against Iowa State in Ames at the Hilton. And then at 8.30, you've got Mississippi State and Minnesota at Williams Arena in Minneapolis. Right now, your AP top 25 is Houston number one, Texas two, Virginia three, Purdue four, Yukon five. Then it's Kansas, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, Arizona rounding out the top 10. Auburn is 11. Then Baylor, Maryland, Indiana 14, Duke 15. Then it's Kentucky 16, Illinois, Gonzaga, UCLA, and Iowa State is number Twenty. Then you got Creighton, San Diego State, Mississippi State, TCU, and Ohio State rounding out the top 25. North Carolina and Michigan State fell out of the top 25 this week. Teams to keep an eye on Iowa, Charleston, Miami, VodTech, Arizona State, Wisconsin, Utah, UNLV, Texas Tech, and West Virginia. All top teams.